1: talking about your brand personality and actually imagining your brand or your company as a person and you know what would they act like what would they you know what would their emotions be hobbies like all those little silly things that don't seem that important are actually huge in determining your target audience right
2: It's episode forty-eight, and today we're going to talk about making mistakes. Right? Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes, right?
1: Yes, of course.
2: Daily, almost I do. <laughs> but but we want to talk more specifically about those mistakes that, that people may be making that they're not aware of. Um, they're not consciously doing it, um, but it, it you know if you keep doing it over time, uh, it's going to have you know a bigger compounding effect on your business. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to talk about. We each came up with a challenge of of you know two to three um, and miss overachiever here on the other microphone came up with more than three and I came up with seven so
1: <laughs> okay it's a competition now
2: so I'll go first and, and, and then I'll explain a bit more uh, okay. of each topic so we'll kind of play that game all right so I think one of the the things that a lot of people tend to not even do not necessarily you know make a mistake by by doing it differently but just don't do it is not defining their customer Mm-hmm. Not defining what their motivations are, not defining who they are um, or even, you know, what they want. Um, you know, a lot of times we focus a lot on, you know, the product or the service, but we don't really focus on what that product and service does for the person. So are you eliminating a pain? Are you, you know, um, giving them something to enhance their life? You know, and kind of that, that emotional and that feel part of it. Would you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. That was actually one of mine. So All I right. see why you wanted one to go first. One point for me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, uh, even exercises that, you know, I did in uh, my marketing classes as simple as, you know, like talking about your brand personality and actually imagining your brand or your company as a person. And, you know, what would they act like? What would they, you know, what would their emotions be hobbies? Like all those little silly things that don't seem that important are actually huge in determining your target audience. Right. Cause you want to see what, your brand is compatible with and go after those type of people
2: Mm -hmm. and if you ever had the opportunity to sit in with a you know a developed sales team they've gone through the process of developing what you know they could be called personas or avatars Mm -hmm. Um, and and while that seems kind of you know know, cartoony or Mm -hmm. or fun it actually you know is a really good tool for them because what they've done is they've figured out the different personas the different types of, of people that they may encounter that they're selling to um, and each of them have different object- objections, different parts of their life. So, you know, a proper sales team knows how to overcome those things when they run into a, you know, a, a Sally salesperson or, yeah. a, you know, a, a Johnny, you know. <laughs> Whatever you want to give them the name, right? And they're always a yeah. fun name, um, but there's a lot of research that's gone into that. Um, yeah, and it's definitely. helpful. And, you know, you may not get to that level in a small business, you know, but maybe just defining who your customer is—if you just give them that—that that kind of that grouping—and mm-hmm. um, go after them, you'll obviously have you know outliers that go outside that definition, but the core group of people um, you should have an understanding.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, all business owners know that at the center of their business, the core of their business is their target audience and their customers and their clients. So, um, having that information isn't enough too. like, you want to have documentation of that as well. Um, which a lot of business owners will skip, I think, because you know, everything's in their head. So why would they have to write it down? But just being able to put that down on paper or have a set document and being able to like, when you're coming up with a marketing strategy or social strategy, refer back to that and think, okay, well, I know that a lot of my clients or my target audience has this you know, uh, personality traits. So how do I play off that? How do I target that? Um, Just having it written down as a good place to to start and then be able to uh, kind of include it in everything that you're doing.
2: Absolutely. What's yours? Oh,
1: God. All right. So I think a lot of times what I see um, with clients, whether they actually turn into clients or they're just, um, you know, a prospect is their mindset about marketing. So they'll think of marketing as an expense versus as an investment, which, you know, so when the budget gets tight, you think about COVID, you know, obviously a lot of businesses really struggled. The first thing that they'll cut is their marketing expenses when really, you know, that's an investment. So if you're dropping in sales and you cut your marketing budget, it's just going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're, you're taking away the opportunity and the the potential clients in the future when you cut back on your budget
2: absolutely and and i think one thing to that would be you know let's say you're spending you know two thousand dollars a month and you've got that broken over different avenues maybe you're not going to necessarily say i'm going to bring it down to a thousand or five hundred but we're going to look at that two thousand and say can we reallocate something so if you're tracking your results you know that you're not getting as good a leads from one type of advertising maybe you're gonna take that 500 from there and move it over to you know social or, or Google or you know radio or whatever that method is that's actually giving you better leads um, so that you're actually still doing that mm-hmm. um, you know you're still using the same amount but you're, you're technically gonna get better results uh, with that which kind of leads into one of my ideas here was you know people not tracking the results mm-hmm. right so you know we, we spend time coming up with ideas and, and running experiments and putting ads out there but you'd be surprised how many people don't even track if it's giving them a return mm-hmm. right i mean y- there's so few businesses that even know you know what type of, of traffic's coming to their website right it's a very high level you know metric you can track But even every time the phone rings, right? We talked about this multiple times in previous episodes, Mm -hmm. you know, ask where people are coming from, uh, you know, when they come into your store, like, you know, what brought you here? Right. You know, don't just like nail them at the door and like kind of scare them. But, you know, it comes up very easily in conversation Mm -hmm. um, that's there and see is your your effort giving you a, a result.
1: Yeah. And I mean, on top of that, too, we'll come across clients that have been like, oh, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. And, you know, we're like, "Okay, where's the numbers? (laughs) Right. So it's like you have to there's no point in trying everything or experimenting if you don't have that data saved somewhere or that information or the metrics, you know, because in order to improve, you have to know how you're doing currently or how one thing is performing. Mm
2: -hmm. You know and, and let's let's just give this example is let's say you have a you know a, a gift shop and you're running a, a localized sale right and you create your sale you run it on Facebook you you boost it out so you're doing Facebook advertising for the sale and you're stuck on looking at oh how many people liked it commented or shared and you said it's not working but you're never asking if they come in because people don't have to like comment or share to come into your store mm-hmm. so if you don't ask them hey oh I saw this sale on Facebook all right, then you will think just looking at those vanity metrics that it's not working.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right. Hit me with your next one.
1: All right. So kind of in uh, in uh, addition to yours with the metrics and the results side of things, um, I think a lot of business owners will be stuck in the mindset of wanting instant marketing results. And so, you know, they expect that after either they hire an agency or put ads out themselves like you know they want to see that return right away or um, and you know if they don't get it they'll give up on that thing or that that strategy but it takes a long time to start to see results in any type of marketing that you do Um, you know there are there are types of marketing that will um, have a quicker uh, return but there's a lot of trial and error as well and experimentation that has to go into it so you have to be realistic with the timeline and you can't give up right away and, you know, cut your budget down because that one thing that you had um, budgeted for isn't working. You know, it's, it, you, you have to be patient with marketing results.
2: Yeah. And one of the previous episodes we did, we talked you know, a bit more about testing and, and running different tests. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that I see a lot of times is a lack of consistency. So, you know, and by that it just means that you know let's say you're you know you're investing in marketing you try something you're like it does not working so i'm going to going to abandon all that and i'll go go somewhere else and you're, what you're doing is you're changing your entire marketing scope multiple times mm-hmm. so you don't have a consistent element so what you need to do is you need to take a portion and just test a portion of what you're doing in different places but have that level of consistency um, happening there so if you're putting out blog posts, or you're doing a podcast or anything like that have a consistent amount of content coming out but then try your kind of like your your wild ideas right mm-hmm. you know not really change the focus all the time yeah right and you know the branding you know how many times people have a logo or don't even know where their logo files are um and you know they they're advertising in different places and the colors aren't the same or even they they say oh you know i don't have the file so just, just make something up, mm-hmm. right? And I've actually heard that before. You know, they have a brand. They don't know where the file is to send it to you when you're running an ad. So they just make something up, right? Just go with that, right? That is not yeah. a test. That is laziness.
1: Yeah. Um, even worse, I've come across brands who have not had a logo, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, you know, you think the first thing that would, um, you know, come along in terms of visuals with your, with your brand and people definitely, um, underestimate the importance of consistency in any marketing strategy, whether that be social or paid, um, whatever it might be like. And, and I mean, one of my tips for this is having written documentation of things, right? Like writing stuff down, you'll be surprised how, like much it can have an impact on consistency and you know being organized and staying up to date because like you mentioned a lot of times it really is just laziness or um, being unorganized that causes you to be inconsistent
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and if you don't have a a logo and you're listening to this I mean it doesn't mean you have to hire a design agency and spend thousands Mm -hmm. of dollars I mean go to a site like like 99designs or Mm -hmm. designcrowd.ca and it's about 250 dollars um, and you'll have designers all over the ro- world that'll actually you know, Do designs for you and you get to pick the one you want now. Here's the key part is when you do that you get a logo package um, Which gives you like all the different formats, but most importantly is a file format called EPS Which is called a vector format and any other? Advertiser design if you want signs made will need that file so you need to have a version of that file somewhere so if you don't have that and you don't have a logo, you should at least go and do that. Doesn't mean you can't evolve it over time, mm-hmm. but you'll get something that will will start to build that foundation for you. Um, you know, and you get to put in kind of like the feel of the type of logos, what you're trying to get across to your your audience in the brand, and they will give you amazing designs. We've used it before for clients, um, and very inexpensive. So uh, there's a little tip
1: for mm-hmm. that.
2: <laughs> I don't know, did I give one? I kind of rolled one of mine into yours.
1: Yes, you did.
2: All right, I'll give you the next one.
1: Oh, oh. For, oh okay, it, oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant you're going to give me the next one and I was waiting for it. Okay, so my next one is when people will have no idea what their their competition is doing for marketing. And you know, that's not to say that you need to, you know, be tracking them 24/7, but having a general idea of what their strategy is and finding the gaps and holes in that and also finding the things that are working really well for them and finding your own version of that um you know because you need a a good balance of being able to um you know compare to to competitors but also being able to stand out
2: yeah and you know a lot of times you know when you're when you're looking at at researching ideas you have your competition is obviously a good place to go and look at first Mm -hmm. um and one of my points is, is there's sometimes too much experimenting without the research element. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying by that is don't limit you like coming up with ideas. It's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to try, you know, one of our ideas that we want to do here um, or that I want to do in the fall is do, um, you know, marketing in the park, which is getting out in an open air space where people can socially distant, you know, and do some marketing discussions with small business owners. I've had this idea for a while. Um, But if I was coming up with all these ideas and I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Let's just do it without actually seeing, is it viable? And that's where the research side comes in Mm -hmm. is, is there a need for it? Would somebody come to it? Um, And by doing that, you can actually check, take micro segments of your audience and say, okay, let's, let's take some clients that I've already worked with and said, Hey, here's an idea. What do you think about it? Right. And then you're kind of using them as a, you know, like a more of a focus group to get an idea.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, going along with that to a problem clients of mine have faced has been too many ideas, right? So, and, you know, we never want to discourage that. But at the same time, you need to have, you need to kind of hone it in at some point and um, really find your focus and run with that. And I know it can be scary to let go of certain things or certain elements that aren't working for you but you really do have to narrow in at some point and you know that that kind of ties in the consistency aspect as well and clearly defining your target audience like you need to be able to have that clear direction because the last thing you want is to be all over the place and confusing customers and you know you're going to lose business that mm-hmm. way
2: yeah just open up a document write them all out you don't want to keep them in your head and, and have that fear of losing them because mm-hmm. they may be great ideas that are there, but then look at them, whether it's yourself or with, you know, a couple team members and start to put some impact filtering in there and saying, you know, for one, is this on brand? Would it confuse people if we did this? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if it fails horribly, how much of a negative impact is that going to be on the business? Is it going to cost us a lot to get up and running? How much time is it going to take? And then start to really sort it by, by that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'll start to see which ones are probably worth taking the risk to try, because if it works, you know, then the benefit's going to be you know, mm-hmm. greater than if it, you know, it failed, right? Yeah. So you're kind of balancing it out. But until you get them all down and have, you know, multiple eyes at it, it's hard to really see if it's going to work or not uh, mm-hmm. for your business.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, rarely do you come up with an idea and exactly as you imagine it in that moment, that's how it turns out, right? Like, there's a lot of adapting and changes that you have to make to an idea to, you know, make it compatible with your business and with your target audience. And so, just having that document and being able to look back at it anytime you want, but also just making sure that it's, you know, on brand and feasible for your company.
2: Mm-hmm. Excellent. And my last one is people just focusing solely on digital, mm-hmm. right? And and I think there's a kind of a this line in the sand that people draw behind you know what advertising which they focus on okay it's the radio it's the newspaper it's flyers it's all that kind of stuff uh you know and then digital marketing where they're like okay that's my facebook that's my website when you got to look at it all as marketing as a whole so you know for your business if your main point of contact is a phone you know what then have your digital marketing speak to that right have your your you know direct mail your mail outs which you know right now coming out of this pandemic people are going to be more open to to getting stuff in the mail i mean the amount of mail that i get now is considerably less than 18 months ago because people just kind of cut back on it right they went all digital because they started to to move their business online so they figured that's how people wanted to be communicated with and i think there was a huge opportunity missed Mm-hmm. by actually turning that up when times when people are front of the screen, using those kind of reversing it mm-hmm. um, and going there. So looking at what are you doing online? So if you've, you know, you launch a podcast, maybe use, uh, you know, direct mail in your local area or businesses and send them a postcard and say, hey, we're, you know, we're a local business who started this great podcast for helping, you know, whatever, whatever it is in your market. So, mm-hmm. you know, think of outside the box that way.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. And my last one is business owners who don't research marketing themselves so you know you can be you can plan on hiring an agency um for social whatever it might be but if you don't know at least a little bit of you know a marketing background then you can't do that well Um, and you know a lot of times I'll see people who just want to completely outsource their marketing but if you want authenticity and you want it to be, you know, very effective and, and clearly, you know, encompass what your brand and your company is, then you need to have at least some small part in that.
2: Yeah, think about it as, you know, your business is your child, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to, when the child's born, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to find somebody mm-hmm. to raise them. <laughs> you take them and when they're 18, you bring them back to me <laughs> and then I can feel proud, right? Nobody in the right mind would do yeah. that. Right? And that's really what people would be doing if they're saying, hey, I'm going to outsource all my marketing. I just want to be hands-off. I want to be kind of silent in it. And you just grow my business. Mm-hmm. Right, And for us as an agency, we don't want that either. Like, mm-hmm. We don't want to just be like, okay, we will do everything and have no input. Because for one, the, the tone and the, the authenticity is going to be way off. Right, mm-hmm. We are not you. Mm-hmm. We cannot speak like you. We can try to be close. But people are smart. They're going to realize that it's not you, right? Mm-hmm. Even in the way that that content's going out. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's a good way to use an agency for that that underlying kind of um, consistent element that's there. But you still need to, in my opinion, have hands on at some extent into your marketing and uh, your social content that's out there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, on top of that, having absolutely no... Education, whether that's even just self-guided on Google, you know, mm-hmm. looking up, um, you know, what you need to know about marketing your business if you don't have any of that you're probably going to make poor hiring decisions too because you'll easily fall into that trap of the false promises right that some agencies will say oh results in a week or um you know uh, just those false promises and you know their way of standing out is just lying to Mm -hmm. to clients you know it's very easy to fall victim to that if you don't have that background and you don't know any better um, and it's also really easy to lose hope and hire, or sorry, and fire a agency or, um, you know, an individual who isn't getting you results right away because you expect that. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, like, like right to that point, if, if you are thinking, you know, I don't understand Mark. I don't feel that I understand marketing. You know, as little as just going on YouTube and typing in, you know, what do I need To know about marketing in 2021 right Mm -hmm. in the current year we're in there will be videos where other marketing agencies will sit there and they'll educate you and give you ideas of here's what's what's new here's this or even you know what do i need to know about facebook for to market my business right there's content out there there's millions of of results that will come up right doesn't mean you need to get a phd in this right Mm -hmm. but just consuming some content uh to just feel that okay i have a basis understanding i'm not an expert but i have a basic understanding of what what jody's talking about when we go over our social media mm-hmm.
1: and even if you're not quite at the point where you can hire an agency or like truly invest as much as you want to be in your marketing marketing agencies have a lot of free resources out there you know like we have our youtube channel we have this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we have uh, our blog like even if you just look up Agencies near you and go on the website and just see what kind of snippets you can find of information that might help you um, That can be really beneficial as well.
2: Yeah, you know, and and, you know one thing that we try to do uh, Is make ourselves accessible to people so you know if if a prospect called and said hey, you know what? I don't have you know what thousands of dollars a month to hire somebody to do it, but I really want to have somebody that I can you know ask some questions to you know, is that something you're open to? Yeah, for, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month. And if you can't invest that in your business, I'd question why you're in business. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to say, you know, one hour a month to, to have a call with us and say, hey, you know, let's see what you're doing, right? More of a, on a consulting side, mm-hmm. right? Very easy to, to have that kind of opportunity. So, yeah, that was our list of two to three. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you found some value in that. And if you're making those mistakes, don't feel bad about yourself. Um, you know, it happens all the time, but just... Be aware of of what's going on there. And if you have confusion, feel free to ask questions anytime. And we're here as well. You can find us online at bluecowmarketing.ca and uh, as well as all the social channels under the exact same name.